going to use that opportunity to go and, and indoctrinate these kids with your street ghetto philosophy. Certain point. If you raise your level of income to the status of a rock star, then uh-huh, uh-huh, then, right. then you got to keep coming up with ways to maintain that status. We, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even saying eat meat, but at least put some cereal in the milk. Come on. <laughs> you, that's like taking six six six, the mark of the beast, and redefining it like Biggie tried to do, and saying no, it means this or that. No, 666 is 666. You can call it holy 666, but it's still the mark of the beast. Whether it's welcome or unwelcome, you as preachers of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. We welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Pure religion and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself what? That's real religion, unspotted from the world. So if you are spotted, what is spotted from the world? That means that you have become like the world. You think like the world. And the world says, do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. The world says, do, do, it's your thing, do what you want to do. That's the world. Right? So you can't be spotted with that and make your own rules and make it up as you go. God has, look at somebody say, God has rules. God has rules. And he has hell and fire for those that don't like them. Man. So that's pure religion. Nothing wrong. Look at somebody say, nothing wrong with religion. As long as it's Christianity, there's nothing wrong with religion. You better have good religion. Amen? Amen? Because that means that we are Christians and we are Christ-like. Amen. Discretion! Oh! Look, somebody said, keep your mouth shut. Look, the business in your home is your home's business. Amen! No preacher, no, no authority, nobody got the right to go public with what's going on in their home. Amen. That's why we're trying to get some of you in to shut up Amen. about your husbands. Amen. Men like discretion. Don't right. go around telling everything your husband did. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we still together. I love him, but oh, he's a cheater. Now, he, yeah, he's a cheater. He's a che- he, he was. He's, he, oh, yeah, a whole bunch of women. I'd be fine and stuff. Yeah, he'd be cheating, but, but he love, I love him and we working it out now. Why would you tell anybody? Whose business is that? What did you do? What did it do when you said it? Well, who did it help? Really? So that means I ain't go cheat and everything be okay? I mean, what's the, what, who does it help? See, I'm going to tell you what that is. I'm going to tell you what all of it is. It ain't just cheating, whatever. You telling any of his business. And yes, he, uh, he, he, you know, he's bad with money. He just spent all the money all the time. I got to pull him back, you know, and all this. But, but he loved me. See, when you tell all your business like that, you begin to glory in something you ought to be ashamed of. And the reason why you shamed of it is because it didn't line up with the Bible. You missed the mark. So there should be a shame there. But see, that shame can't be there if you don't read the Bible. So the person that don't read the Bible need to see what others are doing to know what to do. Uh-oh. I just preached. Man, that was so good. Oh, 
I need to copyright that. Yeah, if you don't read the Bible and understand how God says do it, you got to watch somebody else to know how to do it. Then if you get up under a Jezebel or some old effeminate, weak man, then you're going to do it emotionally or witchery. You're going to do it like a witch. Then you just done messed everything up. That's what's wrong with most of these churches. When folks start pastoring, they start looking at what somebody else did, the way they did it, and they model what they're going to do afterwards. But that's what it is. And so where there's no rules and no regulations, that people, or when they don't want the rules and regulations of the word, they just follow suit, follow somebody. So when you blabbing all your house business, but then you professing yourself as some kind of deep spiritual person, people will start following you and doing what you do instead of what the Bible says. Fathers teach us to confide in and share our faults with those we trust. That's that daddy meeting. See, if you did, weren't privy to growing up with your father, then you missed that. But that's what dads used to do. They call that meeting, call you in the room, come here, son. Sit you down, your heart start beating fast. Remember that? Heart start beating fast. You know why? Because you were afraid of him. You feared him. Just like God intended. God intended for you to fear your father. You know why? Because he intends for you to fear him. That's only an example. Yeah. So you went in there, your heart beating fast. and Okay, son, you know, your teacher called today. <laughs> Does that happen to anybody besides me? I would be at school and the teacher say, I'm going to call your daddy. That's it. I was scared the rest of that day. And he would take his time coming home from work. And you'd just be in the room. Mama said, get in there and wait on your daddy. <laughs> so you be in there. What do you do? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I know you real. I know. I just know you real. I know you real. <laughs> Ooh, Jesus. Ooh, Jesus. That didn't happen to anybody? Then you get all spiritual and stuff. Just, oh, to everything. So you're at the dinner table. You know whooping is coming later. But they save it for like the last day. So you're at the dinner table and you're eating. And it sound like the forks hitting the plates. Just pow, pow, clank, clank. You just, uh, 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 uh. He reached over, pass me the peas. Ah! Just pass me the peas, boy. Oh, okay. Look like he's reaching for your neck. I mean, you just don't know. <laughs> Give me that ham. That <laughs> dinner, man. That, that, that was scary. You know what I'm saying? You sitting there scared. And then they, you know he's going to bring it up at the table. So he's like, so what happened at school? Daddy, first I want to say that God is good. He provide for us through you. You take care of us. I would not have anything had it not been for the glorious power of the Holy Ghost that flows through you. It flows through you and gets in me. Because let me tell you about, man, tell me about school. No, no, daddy, let me tell you what happened before you got here. I was on my knees and <laughs> I, heard, I heard an angel. An angel said, <laughs> I used to do all of that. 
oh, it's coming back to me in my mind because you were scared. There was a fear there. And that's how we're supposed to be about God. When we get ready to do something dumb and stupid, those who do not know should not know all of our faults and shortcomings. Because you had the father to talk to. Your daddy was straight out. But a lot of times, father, he, he's one that teaches discretion. Teaches things. Teaches the family how to keep, how to keep the business. Because the business of the family belongs in the home. Amen. Amen. Because people formulate opinions on mistakes and stuff you made and you've changed. So a lot of things, it ain't nobody's business. So you protect them. Proverbs 3 and 21, my son, let not them depart. Let not God's laws depart from thine heart and keep sound wisdom and what? Sound wisdom and discretion. Sound wisdom and discretion. Sound wisdom and discretion. You keep those. So shall they be life unto thy soul and what? Grace. Grace to thy neck. Grace comes with discretion. Isn't that something? That means God don't want you trying to make his grace look stronger than it is. Because you telling all the heads you chopped off back when you was in the mafia. Yeah, that, that, nobody, that's nobody's business. You ain't got to make God look better. Oh, you should have seen how he changed me. Oh, I was so bad. I mean, I used to just kill people. And oh, I was always drunk and high and no good. I was a jive sucker. But really, you know, you're not making God look stronger. But if you keep these things, if you keep discretion, then it will be life unto your soul and grace to thy neck. Then shall thou walk in thy way safely and thy foot shall not what? Stumble. stumble. Yeah, you telling your own business can cause you to stumble. Oh, I just preached. That's okay. Yeah, just keep talking about how much of a player you was in church. Yeah, I was a player. All the women. I, but I'm saved now. But all the women, boy, I had a reputation because, man, they knew, boy, when the lights went out. Oh, it was this. All the women like, oh, really? Amen. Uh, elder. <laughs> Get home. Your inbox is full. Oh, your testimony moved me. Video included. What? Freak? Church freak. But that's what happened. You told all your business and, and wives telling all your, you and your husband's personal business. Oh, ain't nobody like my Leroy. Man, at night, I was a really Leroy. <laughs> Y'all know I'm telling the truth. Keep your mouth shut. Why are you talking about that? Why preachers up talking about that? What to do in the bedroom. And I, it don't have nothing to do with the word of God. Street words and slang. <laughs> I hate that. Somebody sent me a video of some old lady talking like that. She preaching all the men just going crazy because she talking all out of control and using old street language and junk. And they think that's cool. Woo, did you hear that? Woo, I can't believe she said that. Was, why is she saying that? No, but if you keep discretion, it'll keep your foot from stumbling. Keeping the business of your home in your home is very important. Amen. Now, if you're going for counseling or something, and you're going to trust the pastor, you're going to talk to the pastor or something, and you're a man, that's good. But a woman don't need to be telling the pastor all her husband's business either. 
Amen. Let's not just make him uncomfortable. Yeah, just don't put him in that position, especially unless it's homeboy or something like that. So just kind of chill on that. But 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 sometimes you know you want to talk to somebody, get something off your chest, whatever, whatever. Okay, I understand that. But the business of your home needs to stay in your home. If you you, your husband and wife, and God can't work it out, then it's not gonna get worked out. I just preached. Yeah. It's not, it's not even going to get worked out, so I don't need to tell nobody else. Amen. This shows maturity when you are accountable to your husband or wife instead of your followers. Amen. First Peter 4 and 15. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evildoer or as what? You didn't even know you could suffer as a busybody. Yes, you can. Busybody in other men's matters. That's what reality TV is all about. Reality TV was created to make you interested in everybody's personal business. Because all it does is birth a whole bunch of discontentment in you. When fans follow a person based on their ability, then their affections for that person are what? Superficial. So the only thing you care about is what that person can do. Let them stop doing what they can do and you ain't going to care about them no more. Being accountable to a person because they are fans only glorifies the man and does not glorify God in any way. So when people are your fans because you're famous, you consider yourself accountable to them. So you got to tell them everything that's going on in your life. Come on now. Then that's just bringing glory to you. Romans 1 and 25 says that they changed the truth of God into a lie and they worship and serve the what? Creature more than the creator. So you telling all your business to make you look some kind of way, that's, that's bringing attention to you. You can't make God look better because of how wretched you were. You think God got power. Oh, you should see the wretch I was. That don't, what? Quit telling all your business. As soon as you walk away, ooh, she a rich. Our personal issues are not tools for reaching others. Can I say that again? Our personal issues are not tools for reaching others. The church lied to you. We reach others with what? John 16, 44. No man can come to me except the father which hath sent me does what? Draw him. So what you went, your misery ain't your ministry. That's a lie. That's a lie. That is a lie. Your misery, what you, God ain't going to send you, give you 30 years of being on crack so you can come out of it and preach against crack. Look, see, you can't get amen. Because Juanita Bonham told that lie and no more sheets. And, oh, you can't minister to me. You can't speak on it if you haven't been through it. Well, then Paul and Peter just, I mean, you just, I mean, Paul and uh, Jesus, you just X'd out their ministry. Jesus preached on marriage. Paul preached on marriage more than anybody. And he was never married. Paul preached to the unlearned people and he was learned. Peter preached to the learned people and he was unlearned. Because all of that shows the power of God. If an unlearned man can speak to learned men, then the power of God just was, was just illustrated. Not the power of man. Paul could easily say, you know what, I'm going to go preach to the Pharisees since I was one. God said, no, because you was a Pharisee, I wouldn't get no glory out of that. 
So I'm going to send you over here to the non-Pharisees. Because it shows the power of God. John 6 and 44. Oh, I read that. Our personal testimony edifies us and helps us overcome. Us. Look at somebody say us. But when we have access to millions of people, discretion is required. When you get on a platform, on the internet, millions of people going to see that or can see it. Why are you putting that on there? You should have heard what my husband said to me last night. Why are you putting that on Facebook? Oh, it's getting quiet in here. Millions of people. You got to use discretion. Your personal testimony is for you. Romans 12 and 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the what? Word of their testimony. And they love not their lives unto death. Word of their testimony. The word of your testimony. Look at somebody say, it's for you. It's for you. Go around and give your testimony to everybody how you slept with half the church. But God delivered me. Yeah, but the rest of the men still in there. You need to change churches. You need to be home churched. <laughs> you got a problem. <laughs> you need to be around no men. Ever. Some that do not have fathers or have trust issues will live their lives openly before men seeking followers because of their abilities. This makes them the mark or standard instead of God's word. This makes people shun the Bible and seek only what they see and hear. Yeah. Second Timothy 3 and 2. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, and what? Unholy. Oh, this is so good. I love the Bible. Inclusion teaches that we should not fear the Lord, but we should just love the Lord. But the Bible teaches the opposite. Kurt Franklin, I can't believe he got on that talk show and said, my mission is to stop the fear of the Lord. That's what he said. Oh, yeah. I forgot what show that was. It the good morning. It was something. He said, stop the fear of the Lord and just show the love of the Lord. Teach people to love Lord and, and love the Lord and not fear him. We shouldn't fear God. We should just love him. But no father, he don't understand fear. He don't understand accountability and fear to, to, to an authority. He don't understand it. He's never known his father, ever. So to him, there's no rules. Rules is living in fear. If I'm worried about you reprimanding me, then I'm, you causing me to live in fear. So I got to get rid of you. You're going to hold me accountable. You got me living in fear of what I'm going to do. I need to be able to do what I'm going to do without fear. That's anarchy. The Bible teaches the opposite of what he said. Proverbs 1 and 7, the fear of the Lord is the what? But What? What are they reading? What do you do when I read this to you? But see, those words are the white man's words. <laughs> you using white man's definitions. And Webster was white. <laughs> so we can't use these. What words do we use? You don't use no words. You just use your heart. <laughs> I can't spell heart without words. (laughs) 
The minute I spell it, it's, it's the white man's. <laughs> These folks are, they crazy, y'all. Did you know that? Shh. <laughs> they're crazy. A healthy fear of the Lord comes from the earthly fear of a father's discipline when we fall out of his will. Amen. I already illustrated that. Amen. When you fall out of your daddy's will, there's a fear. Remember when you would get in trouble and you were scared to call him to get you out of trouble? Did that ever happen to anybody? I was scared to call him to get out of trouble. Because that was like the scariest thing. And you knew he wasn't going to kill you, but you kind of didn't know. (laughs) I mean, you were really afraid for your life. It was like a life fear, a fear of losing your life. He would come in the house and just when the door opened, it just felt like I can't even describe it. But that's that was a healthy fear of him because you loved him. You, you had fun when you enjoyed him. But man, when you got out, got it out of line, you were scared. Proverbs 10 and 27, the fear of the Lord prolongeth days. Did y'all hear that? But the years of the wicked shall be what? The Bible equates not fearing the Lord with being wicked. Let me read it again. The fear of the Lord prolongeth days, but the years of the wicked shall be short. So if fearing the Lord prolongeth the days, then those that don't fear the Lord, their days are short. So that makes them what? The world wants to love God without following his rules and regulations. But to love God is to keep his commandments. When we disregard his commandments, we forfeit his grace that helps us keep his commandments. John 15 and 10. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall what? Abide in my love. love. That means if you don't keep my commandments, ye shall not what? Even as I kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. What are they reading? Summary! Tricked you. You didn't read it, huh? Because of the traditions of some churches, people have begun to confuse religion and tradition. I think this is what happened to Kurt. I think he originally started out confused tradition with religion. But since he had already produced a million records and sold them all, he's had to stick with it. Because of the tradition of some churches, people have begun to confuse these two. Traditions are the rules and regulations that religious people may require for salvation. These things are man-made ideologies that shut up the kingdom of heaven to prevent men from entering in some cases. Some of these traditions have caused many to reject the church. But religion is not tradition. Look at somebody and say, religion Religion. is not tradition. Religion is good when it's Christianity because it gives us guidelines on how we live as Christians. When we throw out true religion, we make our walk with God subject to what? We must live according to the scriptures. When we discard religion, we also cause many to accept seducing doctrines that nullify the Bible and even cause people to question the validity of the Bible. When we can become our own guides, 
then we will question those that wrote the Bible and even believe they could have erred when they wrote it because they are flawed humans as well. We must trust in the perfection of God and his religion of Christianity in order to believe that his word is infallible and not subject to our imperfections. And though tradition may close up heaven's doors, religion gives us an opportunity to line up with him and live a better life. None of us are perfect. But that does not give us an occasion to lower God's standards so we can continue in sin. Sin destroys lives, and we should always try to master it and make what? Better decisions. Man. Proverbs 8 and 13. The fear of the Lord is to what? Hate evil, pride. And arrogance. That's why. That's why prideful, famous folk got to take the fear of the Lord out of. It. Because if the fear of the Lord is in it, then they would hate pride and arrogance, and the evil way and the forward mouth. Do I hate the fear of the Lord? Is to hate evil. The fear of the Lord, Proverbs nine and ten, is what the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is what Proverbs ten twenty seven. The fear of the Lord does what. But the years of the wicked shall be shortened. Proverbs 14 and 26. In the fear of the Lord is what? You don't have to call a friend. You don't have to call a lifeline. The fear of the Lord is strong confidence. Man, when I stand in front of you and we go back and forth. Doc! I'm going to be a whole lot taller than I am right now. Because the fear of the Lord gives me what? No, it don't. Gives me what? Strong confidence. And his children shall have a place of what? Refuge. Refuge. See, when you fear your daddy or you fear God, that means other people do too. So you got somewhere to go. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of what? Life. To depart from the snares of what? Death. Better is little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure. (laughs) And this Bible is something else. Why would you want to believe anything other than what these folks are saying in this Bible? Did you just hear that? Better is little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure. And trouble therewith. Proverbs 15, 33. The fear of the Lord is what? The instruction of wisdom. And before honor is what? Humility. Everyone bow your heads. Oh, oh how can you not? When I read this, I, how, can you, how can you keep yourself in an equation? Where this much greatness and power is being talked about and these kinds of words. How can you even think you're something up against a word that is that rich? Father God, we just thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for the richness of your word, the power of your word, the authority of your word. Thank you, Lord, that your word is what we should line up with. And we should always keep a healthy fear of you. God, not to downgrade you to our level, 
humanize you, or even lift ourselves above where we should be. But God, we need to keep this healthy fear of you. And I pray right now for those that may have grown up with struggles with authority and not being led maybe by a father or not having strong male influences. And they may struggle with their emotions and becoming emotional men or women that are uh, out of control or whatever may have happened. God, I pray right now that you would help us get a handle on ourselves and use the guidelines of the word to keep us where we need to be. Let us line up. No matter who we're friends with, how long we've been friends with them, who we've been involved with, where we've been, what we've seen, keep us on the level where your word can always straighten us out. And let us walk in humility and let us keep an active fear of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com.